And Nate, you're on the air. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. So it's been a while since I've been up here. It's always it's always interesting, you know, reading, growing, praying, talking to the Father. What what is His will for our lives? Trying to understand uh, where He's bringing us, and in the moment that we stand in is easiest to see. You know, like it's, it's like the foggy road where you are currently. You can see around you, but down the road you cannot see. So I just felt strongly in my heart today to uh, come up here. Uh, Rabbi asked me. I said, yes, of course. I said, he said, you speaking whatever today is, the 12th? Yes, the 12th. I said, I am, of course. And uh, the Father is just, he just, he just, he loves each, other, each one of us in different ways. And uh, the way he likes to love me is... Uh, he, uh, I find him a comedian. He likes, to, he likes to joke around with me. And what I mean by that is when I'm praying and asking and reading, what am I going to speak on? What? What, what will you, you speak through me? He doesn't give me anything, ever. Hmm. He never does. Every single time. Baruch Hashem. So my, I, I, it's some sort of testing and growth that he wants, to, he wants me to show him I am so devoted in my love for him and, and want to out of my own free will, and my own love for the Father, give back to Him, that I will stand here with no idea what I'm doing. And I think it's beautiful that we're here at Mishkan David, because out of all the places I've been to, this is the place you can come stand and have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> so I thank, I thank you to the rabbi of all rabbis this opportunity. I would just like to take a moment, let us all take a moment, a few seconds, just to, just to reflect and just seek the Lord in this time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. It's a funny, funny thing, silence. It always gets to that awkward moment. You know, like, Zena's not talking. What's going on right now, you know? That's the place he wants to bring us, that the place of being uncomfortable so I must do what the Father puts on my heart so this outfit this 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 attire this beautiful symbolism I feel led to place down this got me into the tabernacle but for us to draw near to the Lord if you know about the tabernacle and to the Holy of Holies he wants you to remove these things myself I like to wear many Many things. The, the, the Bible speaks of, you know, in this portion, the mezuzah, the tefillin, all these different things. There is, there is a physical aspect, but what he really wants to teach us is something deeper. I try to explain to my own children that there are rules that I, as the father, as the authority, put in place over the household for your own good. But there are times, special occasions, when my, my children have thought of a way to see what I've already placed in a new light. And the words that they speak from their mouth, I know that are of the Lord because I am just confounded. I don't even understand how they just thought of this, this, this way of seeing what I've already placed. And I cannot, I cannot be upset because that is ultimately what I want them to learn. So I feel like the Father gives us all these physical things. So like we have the kippah and the talit, you know, I have, I have this bracelet that says shalom to remind me of his peace. I have the ring that says love. And I just, I place all these upon myself every morning. I know no one else might do it. Everyone else could do it. It doesn't matter. It's between me and the Lord. My wife, I find it beautiful that the last, I wake up this morning, she tells me she made me a gift last night and she didn't know anything.
to him. He has a special outfit for us to wear, which is practically nothing. It's made of linen garments. And when we, when we are performing all these, what some of you call rituals, we know we are doing them unto the Lord, we are sacrificing ourselves daily, and Yeshua is the high priest, but he places himself within us. So we walk on this earth as priests, we walk, and matter of fact, as Rabbi Peter likes to do, takes off his shoes. In this Torah portion, it says, any place the soles of your feet touch will be yours. That is this Torah portion. Now we could say, is this physical, spiritual? I think the Lord wants us to walk in this understanding. So he wants us to enter in closer to him. So there, there are many pictures in scripture, but I find it beautiful how, how the Lord how the Lord wants us to go in practically with nothing. The whole priestly garment represents Israel, and we, we have the tribes, and we're supposed to represent them to an extent. We're supposed to carry them in, but also Yeshua is the, our advocate. Yeshua is their advocate. And we, we need to go deeper, deeper, deeper. That's what he's asking us to do. There's a, there's a Bible verse that says you cannot mix wool and linen. In the New Testament, it speaks on old and new uh, uh, fabric. And, and I, I, so I had someone ask me one time, what is this about? When they, they said, you, you're trying to follow Torah, right? You know about the Torah. What, what does this have to do with it? And I, I didn't fully understand, but I believe what it is, is if there's wool and there's linen. I looked it up, and scientifically, you don't mix them together. They don't bind well, they don't hold well. But we know that Yeshua is our sacrifice. He is that lamb, he is the wool. And Baruch Hashem, praise God for that, that he's our sacrifice, that his, his blood is a stain on the altar. Like scripture says, you know, that, that he, he covers us in that wool. We know, we know um, Jacob and Esau. We know all these things. But there's, there's this aspect of the linen, the linen that we need to step into. Now, is it one or is it the other? In the natural, we want to say it can't be both. We can't be wool and we cannot be linen at the same time. But I tell you that's wrong. I tell you that if Yeshua is the high priest and the lamb and the prophet and the king and he is all in one, that we need to understand that we are all in one through him, through his righteousness. There's nothing that we can do of ourselves. And at times we get stuck on the sacrifice and don't step into the linen robes. We need to be the sacrifice. Yes, understand the sacrifice. Why Hashem has put this in place. But what does he want to come out of that? What does he want? What does he want us to step into? In the story portion, they repeat um, many things. It's a recap. It talks about all the wonders that the Lord will do when we step go into the land. All, I love one of the verses. It says that He will go before us in, as fire and drive out the people who are there. But in the next sentence, it says, "This is how you will conquer them." What did I do? He just went and drove them all out. And that's what he does with, with him and us and us and him. He goes before us. Even in this moment, he's standing here. He was here. He is here. And he will always be here. There is, there is nothing you can do that will set you apart from him. We may feel like we have stepped away from him, but we have not. And the thing is, he wants us to step into him, step closer, closer, move closer. And... and to the linen robes, it's just a beautiful thing. Take everything off, have nothing. 
have nothing, you don't need a thing, and that's when you get the closest to him, the most intimate, and that's where true revelation will come, where he helps you see, while in, you're in that moment, stepped outside of time, when you're having that moment of silence, and it might be uncomfortable, you might not be familiar with it, you might be a first time praying on your knees, whatever it may be, in a difficult situation, the Father has erased time from that moment with you, with you, in it, it is a difficult thing to take that and bring it here to share. That, that, that is why my prayer was to the Father. I feel when I'm in those moments with the Lord, there is no time. There is no space. There is no place. There is no people. There is just me and Him and what He is revealing to my heart and how He is revealing Himself to me in a new way. Amen. And then now we have to find the way through Him, asking Him, how do I take this moment where you have brought me this holy, set-apart, divine moment and bring that out to share. And I think the only way that anyone can comprehend what the Lord is giving us is if they go to the Lord also. We cannot force anything upon anyone. It's not our place to, to convince them of what the Lord is doing in our lives, what He's teaching us. It is the Ruach HaKodesh that convicts us, that reveals all truth to us, that is light, that spoke all these things into motion and continues to speak these things forth. And if He is in us, we are a vessel set apart for Him. Yes, we know that this is a corruptible flesh, we know the world, we know all the scriptures about it, but there is something deeper, there is something greater that Abba wants you to step into. And, and uh, I pray that this resonates with each and every one of us, that there are, we can go back and forth and debate and, and, and argue and we see all this on Facebook or on the internet or in other churches or in our families. But ultimately, he wants us to step into the greater thing. The greater thing. He does not, he does not abolish anything that's already there. He's already designed this so perfectly that it's within the design itself. That's what Yeshua did. That's what Yeshua did. Yeshua walked in that area that we cannot see naturally. The only way you can see it is if it reveals it, he reveals it to you. And and I just I just love scripture with, with all of my being. But I am but a man. And it's just it's just marvelous how we can can communicate with the creator of the universe. The creator of all things. He wants to communicate with us. He wants us to understand a greater thing, but even more so than communicate, He wants to dwell within us for the purpose being that, so that we may be lights into the world. Mm -hmm. Just as Yeshua was a light, or is a light. He is that light that's within us. So in this comparison of the outfits of the high priest, you all, there's so many doubles, there's so many things, there's numbers, scriptures, um, so many things repeat. And I'm not trying to try to reveal things to us and reveal things to us in different ways, in new ways. And, and a couple a couple portions ago, Rabbi was talking about the red heifer and how there was a sacrifice that had to be made in order to make someone from from a, who was unclean be cleansed. But all the members who are clean, you only can be clean to be involved of this in this situation when you're sacrificing, you're preparing all things. They have to be clean, but the process itself <coughs> makes all of them unclean in order to make yeah. others clean. Yeah. We have, to, we really have to ask God, what, what are you trying to teach us? We know Yeshua is the sacrifice. Hallelujah, praise God. He's a sacrifice. We know this. He is the Lamb. We know this. 
We know he takes away the sins of the world. We know this. But what does this mean for us individually walking and talking in the, in the sphere, in the world that he's given us? Each one of us have a light. Each one of us have a place that he's sending us. We are all here at this moment. And through the magic of technology, the windows of time, people will be listening to what I'm saying at this moment. But those people who also are listening have a place that Adam and I are sending them. And what does it mean? To each and every one of us. What will you sacrifice? What will you do so wholeheartedly for the Lord that he may say to you, throw away what you think you're supposed to be doing for me. Tear down what you have built. In my mind, I think sometimes when I'm talking, talking out of an eye and um, <clears throat> thinking about this moment, it's, it's just a beautiful thing. Twinkling of an eye. Here I am already in the, in the blink of an eye. I'll be sitting back over there next Shabbat. And I'm thinking about this moment and I'm, Oh, I'm a, this is what I'm going to say. It's going to be great in my, in my imagination. This is looking really good. It's looking great. Everyone's jumping and screaming. Hallelujah. This is the whole place is full. Whatever it may be. But that's, that's my vision. That's why I'm... Alright, what, Lord, what do you want me to say? Oh, I'm going to say this. What do you want me to do? Oh, I'm going to do this. Sometimes we just need to be silent. Until that moment. And when that moment comes, it might still be silent. But there is something he is doing, something he's working on. One word you may speak that truly is what he had for that one person. And you may not even know about it, you may never see them again. But he wants you to understand that you need to walk in this truth. This truth of there is something more, there is something deeper, there is something greater. We, we get so fixated on the present, on the physical, we get a little bit hungry and you can't pray to the Lord. It was, I, I, one day I went for a walk and it was like, you know, maybe a half hour, hour walk. And I was talking to the Lord in the beginning, hallelujah, praise the Lord, looking at everything beautiful. And then I got to a point where I was a little bit tired, I'm a little bit too far. And I'm like, I gotta go back, all the way back. And I'm gonna walk back, now. I'm tired, I'm going up hills. And I'm like, praise the Lord. And I'm thinking in my head, trying to pray to the Father. And I found it very difficult. I said, Abba, why can't, I, I just, I can't think of anything, I, nothing's coming, I cannot speak to you. Because in that moment of physical, physical tiredness, physical strain, whatever it may be, it becomes more difficult. But he wants to discipline us in a way, because he loves us, that we can continue to speak to him. Whether you have nothing, whether you're, you're in a tough situation with your family, whatever it may be, job situation. And when those situations do come, because he is continuously pressing us and pressing us and pressing us, you, all you can say is, Baruch Hashem, you throw your hands up and you trust that He is doing what He is doing. And He is who He is and who He says He is and He will be who He will be. And it does not change whether we are here, whether we are on Mount Sinai, whether we are in the kingdom to come. But we got to understand what He is presently doing now. And I just, I just really feel that strongly upon my heart. Rabbi said, you know, just speak whatever Adonai is revealing to you. Speak with it, you know, just speak on whatever he's revealing to you. I told him, Rabbi, I don't know. I don't, he's speaking, he speaks many things, he speaks in parts. You were trying to piece it all together. But I feel the reason sometimes it's difficult is because each one of you have the other piece. Each one of you have the other piece. I only have part. We, we do this at Mishkan David as a family, as a group, and we all share. We take time to listen to each other, love each other. And when I get to fellowship with you and listen to what's going on with you, it fills in a part of me. And I understand more deeply 
what he is trying to reveal to me. But I cannot do it without you because he is in me, but he's in you. And if, and if he is the king who dwells within you, are not, should I not see you as my king? Should I not see the king within you? And that is one of the, the, the milestones of Mishkan that blew my mind that I should be looking for the king who dwells within each one of you. But we also have to understand that if the king dwells within each one of us, that includes myself, so should I not also look upon you as the bride who he, whom he loves. And when you think about it in that sense, you will treat each other far differently and be more welcoming to see what Adonai is truly doing. A lot of times in the human, we have these filters, these filters that come up as people speak, we say, that's not from the Lord, that scripture is quoted incorrectly, I don't think God's behind that. Have you read the scriptures? Because half the time I got halfway through the story, I said, I don't understand where this is going. Unless I've already read it before. But Adam and I uses it. And he uses it. And yes, there is sin in the world. But I'm going to tell you right now, when Adam was looking at Eve, the first Adam was looking at Eve. And she, hey, you want to bite this fruit? I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think it was a difficult situation where he was like, I don't know. I don't know. I think... He bit the, it was his choice. On the inside, we have what scripture says, but on the inside, he took the apple. And I feel that is a, a picture of Messiah himself. He looked upon his bride and what she had done, but he wants to have that relationship, that intimacy. He wants to stay with us. He will never forsake us. He took that apple and he bit that apple to be with us. And to us, we say, how can that be? That sin, they went against what the father said. But if you look at scripture, there's time and time again stories where you say, that person ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing. That person's over there sinning. That one just shot, that one killed. That one, you know what I'm saying? It's just over and over again. But the father, like I said in the Torah portion, Adonai himself says, I will go and drive them out. That's how you will do it. He has a plan. He's already set it in motion. We just have to walk in it. Walk in it. Me standing here, this is where he's standing. You sitting there, that is where he's sitting. And he has his whole plan worked out. In the scriptures, it talks about the second Adam coming. Yes? First Adam, second Adam. Two things. But they are the same. They're the same. It's Messiah himself. The high priest. Two outfits. But they are the same. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying to you? Oh, Yom Kippur, two goats. Two goats. One's a sacrifice. Yeah. Hallelujah, Yeshua. Hallelujah. The second sacrifice, what happens? The sins of the people are placed on the second goat and is sent outside the camp. We say, don't that one's sinful. Get them out of here. We don't want the sin around us. And I believe... There is revelation in that. But I believe Adonai Salas, if Yeshua is the sacrifice in Yom Kippur, he's both of those. So if Yeshua, yes, kill him, there's the blood. Understandable. Easy to comprehend. How is he the other one? How? How is it? So the sins, alright, I got it. The sins of the world are placed on Messiah. Easy. But then he's sent outside the camp. And if Yeshua dwells in each one of us, at times, I'm going to tell you, I feel like I'm outside the camp. And I'm placed in strange situations very often. That's my beloved. And I say that, you know, I really feel like, I don't know, it's putting me in these situations. I say something. I used to believe not to speak is to speak and not to act is to act. So if I'm in a situation, at times I would say, well, if I don't say anything, then I agree with what they're saying. And yes, that is true. But at times, if I don't say anything, I may be not standing up for what I should be saying. It's like, it's like a, this is a two-part situation. So I feel, I don't know. He dwells within us. His Ruach HaKodesh dwells within us. So we know the Lord dwells within us. And the Lord is a sacrifice for the world. God so loved the world. 
And when I, when I read scripture, that means it's in its entirety. The world. You could, your mom, your mother-in-law, whoever it may be, can be bothering you this week. Baruch Hashem, you know? He loves the world. And a lot of times you say, well, that one's not a believer. Oh, you know, that one's definitely in their sin. But he's not asking you to go around judging every single person the way they're at. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if any of you try to talk to me, I don't know, six years ago, seven years ago, whatever, maybe, you like, that guy definitely ain't a believer. He says he is, but we just seen what he was doing yesterday and the day before 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 and probably the eternity past, the eternity future, because Abba sees it without time. But he also sees us at the finish line. So we, when we look upon these people, I, I feel, what Adam and I saying to me is, I am that goat. I, I have my life. He was a sacrifice. I have my life. And I need to step out sometimes, go outside the camp. And I have to understand that the sins of the world are upon me, not for me to bear, but that Yeshua himself dwells within me. And to understand, like Peter was brought low and he got the keys. You take the worst and you open the door. You say, here, open the door. They're going to open the door for everybody. Nobody can do anything to me that I personally, because I know how much crap that I've done that I'm going to look down on you. And at any point you feel that way, come test me. We'll try it out. We'll see. But he wants us to go out and proclaim the good news to the nations. Yeah. And that good news is the sacrifice has been made. There's a, there's a scripture. What book are we in? I'm lost. Deuteronomy. So what was the last book? Numbers? See, this I'm I'm trying to take what he gives me and give it to you. You just get lost. At the end of the last book, it says, Hazak, Hazak, Vanim, Hazak, you know, be strong, be strong, let us be courageous. But in the actual scriptures, one of the last verses says that, says that, what does it say, Father? Help me out. says that, you know, the, the blood defiles the land. The, the, the killing defiles the land. And Adonai is upset with this. But he says the only way that this can be fixed is the, the one who, who slayed the innocent, the one, the one who spilled the blood, who's responsible for it, has to be killed. And when, I, when we read that a couple portions ago, it really stood out to me, and I was asking the Lord, is this you? How can this be God who's all loving, all knowing? But I think what he's trying to speak to us is that he is the reason for all of us. We get so caught up in the temple and what we think is happening, and the little bit of knowledge he's given us when we really don't know. How can you take the infinite and put it in a book or in a Torah scroll? There is depths and depths and depths and depths of the Torah. But I'm telling you, the Father is deeper. He is deeper. And he has a plan and a purpose and a goal that he set. And even his goal is not like we set goals. My goal is to take two steps to the left right now. Congratulations. His goal is an infinite thing. It's without time. And it's speaking it each speaking it to each one of us individually. Each one of us just how we need to be spoken to. Some of us some of us may need him to speak in a way that's more kind, some some a little bit more stern. Just like children, like my own children, I have to treat them differently. One's a little bit more sensitive, one you gotta be a little louder to, whatever. It's the same way with us, but there is something 
that he's sharing with you in such a divinely unique way that it weaves, intersecting with each one of us in this room and everyone out there. And we need to keep that in mind. We need to keep that in mind when, when we leave this building, the actual building, when we leave our home, our comfort zone, where he puts us in those situations where we don't really understand why we're there or, or where, you know, something's being said, someone's doing something, and we're so sure of ourselves that they're, they're wrong or that we need to rebuke them or that, you know, the Lord's not pleased with them. The Lord, let the Lord be unpleased with who he's going to be unpleased with. He will be unpleased with them. You know, but he says he loves us unconditionally. And if he can love me, he can love each and every one of us unconditionally. And that, that we got to take that outside of our realm of ourselves and see it for the person we're looking at physically. And see the Lord in them. Be the Lord to them. So I just want to thank, thank Abba for all that he does for us. That before I even walked in here, the rabbi of all rabbis was here. Whether it was today or yesterday or tomorrow, he, he, he's outside of our understanding. And it's just a beautiful thing that you can't screw it up. You just can't screw it up. You, you may feel you screwed it up. Take it to the Lord. A lot of times when, when people feel that something's going on in their lives and they're having a difficult situation, and, and, and they want to share and we listen. When it gets to the point where you say, well, have you prayed about it? Or, you know, you know, have you, have you sought the Lord about it? A lot of times the answer is no. I don't really you know, think about it. I know he's there, whatever. But he really, he is there. Are you really acknowledging his presence? And Proverbs says, you know, everyone knows the, the, the scripture, trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, all of your ways acknowledge Him. And He'll make your path straight. That, that is the Torah portion, if you need to sum it up in one verse. Because the mezuzah, when you lay down, when you get up, or put it on your gates, put it on your forehead, put it on your hand. He's saying, put, surround yourself with these things. Constantly be in meditation about these things. Be in deep thought. I want you to think about these because they're for your own good. I put all these things in place for your good. Why would you not do them? But when you choose not to do them, I still love you. And I know you're going to choose not to do them. So I got this whole plan in place for the rules for your good. When you screw them up, when you come back, when you screw them up again, he's got the whole thing all the way to the end. He's got the whole thing worked out. So thank you, Abba. Thank you, Abba, for, for this community. Thank you, Abba, for unity, for unifying us. Thank you for your peace, your shalom, your shalom. If I may, I don't have a way of showing you. But the word shalom itself, there was a time in my life where I did not have peace, I did not have tranquility, I didn't have calmness, I didn't have quietness, or whatever other word in Webster's dictionary would put after peace. I didn't have it, and I don't understand why. And I would, I would be angry. I'd be angry with the Lord, and I'd say, you promised me these things. I know I'm not supposed to be doing this, but you still promised them. You should still uphold your end of the bargain, even though I'm not upholding mine. But when, when he gave me the revelation of the word Shalom, and the characters, and it's four characters, Shin, 
Lamed, Vav, and the final Mem. We, we know that Hebrew is um, phonetic, but it's also pictographical, you know what I'm saying, it's a picture. And each letter means something. And I may get excited on wrong, take it up with the Lord later. It's Shin, destroy, Lamed, the authority, Vav, attached to or connected to, and the Mem is chaos. So when we come in here and we say shalom, when you're outside, you say shalom to somebody. It's a greeting, you are saying peace be with you. But I feel we, if the Lord spoke the world to existence, the Lord dwells within us, we're speaking peace over that person. We, who is the ultimate authority in our lives? Yeshua, he is the prince of peace. He is the one who can only, you know, he can defeat, destroy that authority, touch kick out your life. When I realize me relaxing isn't hurrying up and get my kids to bed, so I can sit down and watch a movie, or drinking, or smoking, or whatever else situation where we find we need to just sit in our car and be quiet. There are times we need to set apart for the Lord, but when you understand the revelation of Yeshua, salvation, and what it means to be saved, and that your life is no longer your own, He is in charge of it, you can stand in the chaos and have peace. And I, so I just speak shalom over each and every one of you today. Uh, that you, you, you seek the Lord on, uh, in His peace, in His, in His timing, in His wholeness. You may be exactly where He wants you to be. Your husband may be exactly where He wants your husband to be. Your wife, your sister, your brother, your mother-in-law. I'm, I'm not even saying maybe. They are exactly where they're supposed to be. That is where they are. And instead of saying, man... I wish they would change. They should, you should read your Bible more. You need to seek the Lord on that or whatever it may be. You know, Jesus says that's a sin. Maybe you should say, what is Jesus speaking through me to this person? It could be a co-worker, it could be whoever it is. Because ultimately, you are the light Amen. in that darkness. You are in that situation because Yeshua wants to speak something to that person. And he needs a vessel in the mud, in the muck, in the mire, where everyone told you not to go and you need to come out of, to shine some light in there. And in that place is where beautiful things are created. The, 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 the months in Hebrew, we know they start on when? Anyone know? The new moons? There's nothing in the sky. Darkest moment. Rabbi spoke on it before. That's when something new begins. We, we need to understand that. It's just, it's just so, so vast. It's just so deep that yeah. every single thing I was just yes. working out. He's just, and just walking, take your shoes off and walk in the muck and the mire because that is what he's gonna give you. He claims to say, I'm, it's holy ground now because I'm on it. Say, you know, proclaim that. When you stop being so. You know, yeah. so negative, so sucked into what's going on out there. Yeah. We were put there so we could suck them into what's going on in here. Yeah. So I just thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. You know, my wife's the singer. I'm just kind of back up. But there's a part of the morning's Scottish that I just want to share with you. Um, and I might get it wrong. Take it up with the Lord later. Oh, say shalom, be more, my. Oh, yeah,
שאום עלינו ועל כל ישראל ואמרו ואמרו אמן.